Hello and welcome to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions. And today's guest is somebody that I've actually worked with on a few events. Um, She's been one of my my sales team members supporting our clients on the back end of sales. But Abigail is a, a, is just, she's just like a client getting strategist, which is what I love about her. She's also the co-founder with Savvy Sales Strategies, a marketing and sales agency that helps business owners create a clear path to clients. Who doesn't like a clear path to clients? Now, she's spent over 40 years in marketing and business development, continually honing in her skills. She started back in New York City in advertising, working on Fortune 100 clients. And what she found is that client getting requires just a strategic and integrated approach that few marketers really understand. So today, Abigail and Tammy help their clients focus on just simple shifts and marketing activities to bring in more leads and drive more prospects into sales conversations. So please help me welcome Abigail to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. What's up, Abigail? (laughs) Hey there, Shay. Thanks. I'm excited to have you with us today because I know people talk about like, oh, sales and marketing, and like, this is the newest strategy to get clients right now, and do this tactic, and do this strategy. I would love for you to maybe just kind of start us out with what what really is the difference between marketing and sales for the first piece? Thank you for asking that question. It's a great one. So I describe marketing as a decision-making tool. The goal of marketing is one-way communication designed to drive the lead into a prospect and the prospect to your sales table. So it's all about their decision-making, which is why it's like brushing teeth. You have to do it every day because you never know where that prospect is in their Mm decision-making, you know, in their decision-making continuum. Mm -hmm. Sales, on the other hand, is a two-way communication and it's designed to get to that firm yes, no, or maybe in today's world. So they are two sides of the same coin, but have two very distinct uh, responsibilities to the business building process. Okay. Okay. So what, what would you say are some marketing strategies to support people that are, are listening right now as part of our audience? Like what, what's working right now? <laughs> That's always the, uh, you know, magic ball question, right? It's a matter of where we are definitely in a shifted marketing environment, pre-COVID, COVID, post-COVID. What's happening now with those 15 million people that left corporate America, many of whom started coaching and consulting and small businesses of their own, is that there is a lot of noise out there. And the tactics that are working best always start with a firm foundation. Mm -hmm. What is often missing, there's a lot of amazing skill set experts out there. They know how to teach you how to do SEO or teach you how to do Facebook ads or teach you how to do organic marketing, but that 30,000 foot view is missing. And so without that strategy, right, that big picture, those foundational elements are often skipped. And the problem is, is that while you can skip them when you're in your warm market, maybe you just left corporate or are just starting your business, 
you are eventually have to go back. That's where all those brand strategy questions get asked, right? Who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? What's your story? Who do you do it for? Why do you need it? Why is this the offer you want to offer now, right? All of those questions. And the um, so the tactics that seem to be working best, in our opinion, email continues. Email, I think, has an eight plus percent return um, depending upon who you ask. So email does work. Cold email, warm email, nurture sequences, follow-up sequences, all of the different types of email, right? Outreach works. A lot of people don't like it. They feel like they're being intrusive, but those people traditionally also have a problem with selling. So there's, you know, you can reach out and start conversations. Posting, I would tell you, you have to be very strategic in your message. The thing that is working is redundancy, is repetition. The more in sync your message is, the more specific your problem solution scenario is. And the more repetitive you can be so that everything looks aligned, that's a, a good first start. Yeah, I, I, I like where you're going with this, um, the, especially not taking a look at the 30,000 foot view is something that I see pop up all the time. It, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And it's like, well, how does that actually fit into your business plan? Right. right. I'm just going to throw, you know, from my perspective, I'm just going to throw this event into my marketing as part of my marketing strategy. And it's like, well, why are you even doing that event? That doesn't support you and where you're wanting to take people. Right. Right. So you need to look at it from an organic, you know, high level and right. then put the strategic pieces in to support what it is you're moving people towards. Exactly. And we, I, I, you know, people talk about forward building and reverse engineering and really where we go is after you know who you are, what you do, who you serve and all that, the next thing you're creating is that offer, right? That signature juicy offer, the one that you really want to be able to sell. And we are also not fans of the Ascension model, like start at a $7 product and then offer a 50,000. We don't believe in that. We want you to come in. If you're an expert, if you're a true expert, right? You have all of those 10,000 hours. If you've been doing this for a while, you may now be a new business owner, but you know your skill is we want you to come in with a signature offer. And then we want to suggest that you have an upsell which basically adds more to the signature offer and a downsell, which takes away from that signature offer or an accelerator or kickstart, something that takes a piece of the signature offer out so you can offer it at a lower level and then have people transition in because then you're really focused on one offer. So it becomes a lot easier in your messaging and in your audience to be able to get them really tuned in on, oh, Abigail's the daughter of a madman. Abigail's the go-to expert for to stop premature selling, right? Those are those are words I use all the time. I am the daughter of a madman. My father was 1960s BBDO, New York City advertising. That's what I grew up in. My mother ran a marketing business from the home from the time I was six years old on. Um, I also, you know, I, I always start my 30-second commercial, right? When I, you know, meet somebody in a networking thing, is I go, a man walks into a bar, goes up to a girl and says, you want to go back to my place? And then I go, I'm Abigail Tiefenthaler. I stop premature selling. So <laughs> what I do is I really allow the business owner to understand that not all marketing is created equal, that you have lead generation, right? That's the stuff that brings people into your world. 
But now you've got to build that authority, know, like, and trust. And that happens through a series of other types of marketing tactics. And then you have different things which become conversion events, right? You're excellent at conversion events, Mm -hmm. doing those summits and doing those, you know, live and virtual events. So that's the progression. So you wouldn't necessarily bring somebody in to a paid event through Facebook ads, but you might bring them into a freebie, like an opt-in, like a checklist to build your, your email or build a Facebook group or build, you know, somewhere where you're going to communicate with them. Okay. So you're saying premature selling your, your terminology for that is going, hi, nice to meet you. Let's get married. Right. Exactly. Where's the flowers? We're going straight in for, you know, like, come on, let's get married kind of a thing. And you're like, whoa, whoa, let's slow your roll a bit. Yeah. I need chocolate. I need flowers. I need, you know, I need to be romanced a little. And that's, it's a great analogy because it really is what's happening out there. People want to know you care about them. They want to know that they're seen. They want to know that, you know, it's not, hey, you, but hi, Shay. They, they want that personal touch. And so many marketers, unfortunately, are, you know, espousing this, just template it, just digital it. You don't have to this, that, or whatever. That just standing out by being available. I mean, I, I, I find it so curious that there's no phone numbers anywhere anymore. There's no you know, even emails. It's, it's, it's crazy to me being a salesperson that I, and, and I don't ever want to sell anybody anything. Mm -hmm. I want people to come to the decision that the offer that I'm talking about, if they ask me about it is maybe right for that, right? Let's talk about how it might be the right next step. Yeah. I, if we could just go right back to the, (laughs) who's got their phone number anywhere, Oh my gosh. So me, event producer, I'm constantly looking at, at bringing in speakers and sponsors and like giving opportunities to have an expert come on one of my stages. And I kid you not, there are so many times that I go to somebody's website and I'm trying to reach out to them and there's no way for me to get a hold of them. I'm like, I have money to give you. Yeah, I can't reach you and I need you ASAP because it's on a time sensitive thing. And if I'm sending it to your info at, it's going to go into some thing that nobody's going to see, Exactly. you know, and it's like, okay, you've just missed out on that opportunity. So when I, I started my entrepreneurial journey, 25, almost 26 years ago, and I started a promotional products business. I grew it to seven figures in less than two years. I grew it because I answered the phone, because I returned phone calls. Now, things were very different 25 years ago, but the same principles apply. Just like the same foundational questions that need that AT&T asks or Mrs. Smith Pies asks, you know, before they move forward with a campaign, those are the same questions small business owners have to ask. Mm-hmm. So it, it that those foundational elements and and the ability to be reached, who are you going to pick as your speaker? You're going to pick the person that you can reach. That I can get a hold of. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. 
it's shocking to me. It's absolutely shocking to me. I think I went on a rant on that for in social media somewhere. I was like, I can't get a hold of you. I can't give you business. Exactly. And, you know, and yet, you know, we talked to, I've talked to thousands of coaches over the years between selling for other coaches and having our own business. And I, I, it always amazes me when they, they want to stay hidden because they think they're going to be bothered. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe you want some privacy, but you're going to lose business as well. Like you have to be okay with that. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. Yeah. But then don't go complaining that you have no business. Right. So, well, and what I'm seeing is oh, people are like, oh, I want to be evergreen. I just want like a turnkey thing that I can just turn on and automatically have clients coming in the door, but they don't even have like 20 clients now. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, well, maybe eventually that's a stage five type of business right. tactic to be utilizing, not when you're, you know, starting out or you have, you know, a six, a multiple six figure business, you're, you shouldn't really be evergreen because you don't need a gazillion clients, especially if you have a high ticket offer. Exactly. And and here's the thing. Today, people value access. Well, I mean, I think they've always valued access more than they value content. Yes. And, you know, when you're looking at a a program, and it's one of the reasons why we've never sold programs, we've always sold services. And it's always been one-on-one, although we're transitioning into small group cohorts, you still have one-on-one access. You still can have a Zoom call or a telephone call. It's not well, you know, you can reach me on Slack or, or whatnot. I I mean, to me, access is, is integral to the marketing conversation because things change quickly. Number one, number two, for most business owners, especially women, there's a fear factor in putting themselves out there. Now, maybe not the 30 and under crowd, but the, you know, the, the women that most of the women that we deal with are 40 plus 45 plus, and they're, you know, like tiptoeing out there, then they want a seven figure business. So there's a little bit of a, we can work through this with you if you're willing to do the work, if, you know, so yeah, I agree with you. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough market right now because there's a lot of confusion, and I think there's also a lot of, um, you know, in an effort to stop the fear around selling or, you know, that process. There's the illusion that you can do these things without doing them. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, sales is really it, it's service, and in order to be in service, you have to be in communication. In order to be in communication, you have to like get to know, like, and trust somebody, right? Exactly. It's a process, um, and yeah. So maybe talk a little bit about what what would make sense, or how can people shorten? You know, because everybody wants to kind of shorten that a little bit. Is there any way to shorten building that authority? that no like and trust and, you know, having, having those 11 hours of communication touches, but like condensing it or, or having multiple ways that you're engaging with the audience. Being very, very specific in your message, being very, very consistent in your marketing and be, and being willing to be out there. Mm. So 
you know, and one of the reasons why we were doing done for you services and we're now doing done with you services is because the client, some of the clients we were working with really were afraid of being out there. You know, we would say it's going to help if you're trying to build a Facebook group. It's going to help if you're going in there and doing lives. You know, you just can't post a cat meme or, you know, some inspirational quote. You've got to be able to, show want up. to they, they want to see what you look like, what you talk like, how you respond to things. I mean, we've even told our clients, we don't want you doing like, don't go record a Zoom and put it up there. Do a live. And it, it there's there's no, you know, there, that you can't replace that live energy that you feel. Yeah, it, I was talking to somebody who, who's who got a, a young son and watching him go to a birthday party. And mm-hmm. in the birthday party, you know, they're like five, six, seven-year-old kids, right? And all they just go up and be like, hi, my name's so-and-so. You want to go play? You know, exactly. and they're just like they're just all in, you know, it's like, are you somebody that wants to go play ping pong? Okay. No. Are you somebody who wants to go play ping pong? Right. So, but they're, they're energetic about it and everybody's here for a reason, right? They're at the party to play and everybody knows that going in versus, you know, going to a bar, you know, why is everybody there? Probably to have beverages and hang out. (laughs) Right. And, and part and part of it is is you know you talked about serving as a part of the sales process, and I always say to me it's all about problem solving. I mean I'm a strategist by profession, by academic certifications, and you know and by expertise. But it really is about having two people come into a conversation without any expectation, mm-hmm. right? You have to have that little bit of curiosity to it, and helping figure out if you can be the person to help them solve that problem. Because they wouldn't be talking to you if they didn't have a problem. Right, right. The question is, how ready are they to admit it, (laughs) recognize it, and want to take care of it? Yeah. You know. So um, if we go into sales real quick, right? You know, everybody has a lot of the the similar sales objections where they're like, oh, I don't have the time or the money or what have you. Uh, Are you seeing a lot more people right now going, oh, but I'm in a bunch of other programs right now? Um, we've talked to a number of people recently and some are committed. Yeah. They're either in programs or, you know, they've been battling trying to figure it out on their own and they're not in programs now because they're not buying any more programs because none of them worked. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing we want to do is, you know, remind them that they probably bought out of order. Yeah. Right. A lot. That's the biggest order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, it's not the coach's fault. It's not the salesperson's fault. It's not even their fault. It's again, without that 30,000 foot view, it's really hard to identify where the desert is and where the water is, right? Where are your gaps and weaknesses and where do you need to, to sure up things? So we, that's the first thing. I mean, the one thing that I will tell you that I've noticed over the last six to eight months is um, less one call closes and more multi-call closes Mm -hmm. is the process has definitely um, elongated, you know, it protracted, I should say it's, it's longer than it used to, to be. 
Yeah, I would I would agree with you. Um, so as we start to wrap up, I do want you to talk a little bit about collaboration. What is your perspective on collaboration? What is what does it mean to you? And what are you doing with collaboration right now? Yeah, you know, it's really exciting. So the year this year, Tammy and I were looking at reconfiguring our business a little bit. Again, going from one-on-one, going to small group cohorts from done for you to done with you. And, you know, we've made all of the mistakes that everybody else who's successful in business has made, right? Because you step in a hole and then you go, okay, I got out of that one. Now let me go step in another. And so we were talking about wanting to do, um, you know, some things with some other business owners. And we just met these two amazing women, two different companies. And so we said, we want to do a collaboration. Like, let's do a true collaboration. So the definition of a true collaboration is two people coming together to create one thing. So it's different than a JV referral, email swap, you know, whatever, all of the other things that are out there and different ways of working with people. But skin in the game, number one, you risk rewards are shared, you know, expenses are shared. We get to decide tough questions like if we're going to create a logo, who owns the logo, who owns the content, who's taking money, all of those things. And one of the collaborations was really nice and sweet. We had a great time, but didn't really yield anything. And the other just felt like a third member of our team. And we have created something that's called the Collaborators Collective that came out of it that where we're teaching um, other women business owners primarily, but we'll have one for men as well, um, that to help them figure out how to do a collaboration. Because again, it's not, you know, Tammy and I, our five-year business partners. And we stepped right into partnership. A lot of people don't have successful partnerships. We've been really blessed. And that does not mean we don't have our issues. We certainly do. We have very different styles. She's the anchor on the kite. You know, there's, there's a lot of things about our relationships that, you know, we have to work through every day because it's just like a marriage. Um, but if you don't really want to jump into a partnership right away, collaboration is a great way to test the waters with another person that you might want to be in business with. So that's our definition of it. Got it. Okay, beautiful. All right. So you've you've shared a number of different things with us today. If the audience is interested in, in a couple of different pieces of, you know, done with you support, collaboration support, um, maybe coming in and, and supporting as a sales team member, you know, for an event, what is the best way for them to stay in touch with you? And do you happen to have a gift for our audience today? I do have a gift. Uh, and it's called the Collaborators Checklist. So one of the things, it's a real simple, if you were interested in doing a collaboration, could start looking, do you have this, this, this in place even before you start looking for a potential collaborator? Um, here's the good news about the name Abigail Tiefenthaler. So far, I have not met anybody else on any social media platform that has that name. And uh, I am real easy because I actually include my email and my phone number on my Facebook, on my LinkedIn. And those are pretty much the channels I'm on. I think I have a YouTube channel, but I haven't used it recently. I have an Instagram, which I I keep on swearing I'm going to get more familiar with, but LinkedIn and Facebook are good places to find me. Beautiful. Okay. So we'll have the, the link to the checklist in the show notes uh, so that you can 
pick that up and definitely stay in touch with Abigail. Now, before I let you go, my last question for you, what is a takeaway or memorable note that you would like to leave our audience with today? Don't premature sell. Short, sweet, to the point. I love it. (laughs) Please, 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 because you're going to leave money on the table. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, Abigail, for being with us. And I also want to thank our audience for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm excited for you to take all the lessons and the resources that you've learned here today, implement them, actually implement them so that you can create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.